We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Josh Kalachi as we break down the Wednesday MLB slate. You can find Josh on Twitter at Josh Kalachi, that's with two C's, and you can follow his work over at rotocurve.com, and you can also find me to, on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Josh, my man, what's going on? Not too much. I was just We were just talking about it before coming on air. I'm, I'm starting to get sad. There's only two weeks left in baseball. Not quite sure what I'm going to do after that. Yeah, you know what? It's tough. I was like, um, you might want to get into some um, uh, some DFS uh, WNBA finals action. I was looking uh, at that in basket weaving, too. I heard there's a couple <laughs> uh, contests coming out. You know what? I did find some fine patterns over at your local Walmart if you check out the, uh, you know, the, like the yarn section. You know, you can get a good like quilt going uh, for and and plus like weaving your your favorite thirty NBA teams. You'll have that done by by a tip off. Oh, I'm yeah. done, hundred percent. I'll make some shirts for us. <laughs> I'll, I'll do. I'll take it, especially <laughs> if it's like a Christmas sweater. If you can get me like a Sacramento Kings Christmas sweater, nice. I'm down. Roto wire uh, ugly sweater party. <laughs> there, there you have it. I'm 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 in there. I'll definitely wear it. All right, we've got thirty uh, all thirty teams in action today. Thirteen games on the late slate. Two up top. Um, in the beginning here, so let's go ahead and get to the preview here. Big matchup, uh, what, what would normally be a big matchup if there were any playoff implications, but two big aces on the mound here. A 105 Eastern start at Comerica Park for Chris Sale, the lefty ver- faces facing the uh, bouncing back a bit, uh, Justin Verlander here, uh, the righty at Comerica Park. Uh, next up, we have the Los Angeles Angels in the other day game here. Uh, so for you hardcore players that want to play an all-day slate or a two-game slate, <laughs> good luck to you. Uh, 2.10 Eastern start at Minute Maid Park in the uh, battle of uh, division competitors here. Nick Tropiano on the mound, the Rowdy versus the Fireballer Mike Fires, uh, the Rowdy over at Minute Maid. Baltimore Oilers are going to kick off the uh, evening slate here at uh, the Washington Nationals. Nationals Park, 7.05 Eastern start for Tanner Roark. Uh, defending the home field turf against Chris Tillman, the righty. Then we have the New York Yankees against the Toronto Blue Jays. We're going to be talking about 
uh, both sides of this matchup here with the Ivanova, the righty, and Marcus Stroman uh, giving a little boost to the Toronto Blue Jays there, uh, the, the uh, rookie uh, starter for them. So interesting matchup in the in a battle for the uh, division lives, I guess, for the New York Yankees. Atlanta Braves are going to be um, tipping off here at 7:10 Eastern, start at City Field for the walking away with the division winning New York Mets and big fat Bartolo Colon on the mound against Williams Perez, who is actually going to challenge him in terms of um, fatter cheeks uh, in this uh, MLB.com graphic. I don't know if you've looked at this here, but it's pretty close. Both of them are pushing the very edge of the uh, you know player profile image. Now, who, who would you give the, uh, the edge to in the, um, I guess, fat face contest between Williams Perez and Bartolo, Bartolo Colon? Well, Cologne is on my all cheeks team. I mean, this guy is is absolutely fantastic for his weight, and he's he's really showing that the big man can play sports too. So he's an idol of mine, that's for sure. Williams Perez reminds me of, um, like 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 a uh, David Wells, but you know, a little bit younger there. He and he, but he looks like he's all business. So maybe I should just back off a bit because once he if he rolls into town, it could be trouble for me. Uh, give, I'm I think I'm giving away a good. 125 pounds in this matchup so <laughs> yeah for sure and that Perez I believe can throw the ball about 50 or 60 miles an hour faster than both of us combined so. yeah yeah <laughs> definitely has a nice little heater on him all right so a uh, 7 Eastern start at City Field in that matchup for the bottom dwellers versus the division leaders then we have the Philadelphia Phillies at the Miami Marlins David Buchanan uh, David Buchanan on the bump versus Adam Conley who's gotten hot as of late the rookie lefty so we'll talk a little bit about that matchup then this is going to be a matchup that I know that you want to pinpoint here Tampa Bay Rays at Boston Red Sox 7 Eastern start at Fenway Park for Rick Porcello versus Drew Smiley so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in that match and what and what your take is there Mill Milwaukee Brewers at the Chicago Cubs. The uh, 8.05 Eastern start at Wrigley for Kyle Hendricks versus Zach Davies. Uh, Zach Davies looks like he needs to be ID'd. I don't know. For sure. I I saw that. I'm not quite sure if I, like, you know when you're you're driving down the road and you see this guy in the car next to you and you wonder if he has his license yet? That's Davies. (laughs) Absolutely. I was like, somebody needs to be in the passenger seat with his, um, you know, his uh, learner's permit. Or something, or he's got to be like in a driver's education car, something like that. This kid cannot yeah. be a lick over I, 15 years old. I keep looking for that training wheel. Um, <laughs> the, the fact that on the right side of those cars with the driver's ed teachers, I keep waiting to see one of those. But I'm telling you, this guy looks like he's 14, but he throws like he's 26. It's incredible to see. Yeah, well, kudos to him for being uh, the modern day uh, rookie of the year. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Cleveland Indians at the Minnesota Twins here. Eight ten Eastern start at Target Field for Corey Kluber versus Phil Hughes. I'm going to talk a little bit about Cooper's matchup and his um, past performance in the 2015 versus the Minnesota Twins. We'll break that down just a little bit for you. Seattle Mariners at eight ten Eastern start as well at Kauffman Stadium for Yodana Ventura and the Royals facing Rowenis Elias, lefty versus righty. There, lefty is uh, Elias, and then we have the Cincinnati Reds at the St. Louis Cardinals and. This is one of your boys here, Brandon Finnegan. It'll be interesting to hear uh, your breakdown on this guy because uh, not too many people know about his profile and why he might be a good potential matchup here. So um, give me a little little tease here, one little uh, thing that most people don't know about Brandon Finnegan right now. 
Well, of course, everyone saw him as a reliever last year in the playoffs, as a left-handed reliever for the Royals. But the guy's built up a little bit of stamina. He threw five innings in his, in his first start last game, and he's actually a very good left-handed pitcher. Lefty against the Cardinals, which you'll hear about in a little bit. You've heard us talk about it all year, so it'll be interesting to see that matchup. And then we have uh, maybe one of the aces or the, the best pitchers on the St. Louis Cardinals uh, staff, Lance Lynn, who's been uh, rock solid all season long, uh, righty on lefty matchup for the uh, lefty Brandon Finnegan at Bush. Stadium for 8:15 start there. Pittsburgh Pirates at Colorado Rockies, 8:40 Eastern start at Coors Field for Christian Bergman there versus Charlie Morton. So uh, interesting to see how many people want to get the Coors stack going on uh, in this matchup. There's some some affordable bats outside of uh, some of the uh, after you get past some of the top options on either side. Though. So interesting matchup there uh, over there in uh, Denver and Coors Field. Texas Rangers at Ath- the Oakland Athletics there, 10:05 Eastern start kicking off the West Coast slate. Felix Dubron on the bump, the lefty. Versus Colby Lewis, the righty, the surprising. I, if you told me at the beginning of the season that the Texas Rangers would be leading this division in September with a week-ish to go, you would have said, I'm crazy. Would you not? Yeah, absolutely. And the weirdest part is, is Colby Lewis has 16 of those wins. I never thought that would happen either. But I guess it just speaks more wins? to the truth that pitchers' wins aren't exactly the statistic to measure. Yeah, for sure. I did not know that he had 16 wins. I know that they have been giving him a good amount of run support, and it's not like he's been lighting it up. He's been just like serviceable. Uh, not the he actually used to be. I remember like pre. Um, I don't know if it was TJ or or what arm injury he ended up going out with, but he was a fireballer. Yeah, and he was a guy who could who could get up you know seven eight nine Ks in a game, but would walk five guys along with it. There, so I don't think he's got the same K rate, so he's I think he's managed it a, a little bit. Um, but interesting to know, I did not know that he had sixteen wins. Uh, pretty interesting overall. Uh, wrapping up the West Coast slate here, Arizona Diamondbacks at the L.A. Dodgers. We're gonna talk a little bit about Zach Cranky here, the righty on the mound, uh, the uh, co ace I guess with Clayton, Clayton Kershaw or the number two ace. Ace 1B versus Chase Anderson, the righty there. Uh, 10-10 Eastern start at Dodger Stadium. And then we uh, finish it off with the San Francisco Giants at the San Diego Padres. 10-10 Eastern start at Petco Park for Jake Peavy versus Andrew Kashner. All right, who's going to be towing the rubber for you on the Wednesday slate, Josh? The first guy I wanted to talk about is my my lone cash pitcher on FanDuel, and that's Zach Greinke against the Diamondbacks. We've talked about the D-backs offense before, and I don't love this matchup for Grinky because the D-backs are one of my favorite lineups in baseball with Peralta, Ender Inciarte, and of course Paul Goldschmidt there. But Grinky is the lone ace on the slate, and that's a big thing to look at, especially on FanDuel, because there's just one pitcher. So if you're playing in cash games, you're playing all these head-to-heads, chances are the other guy is going to have Zach Grinky. So you can use him as a block because it's just a one-pitcher site. And if for some reason you face a guy that didn't roster Grinky in the pitcher slot, if Grinky goes off, which we have seen him do many times so far this season, it's going to make for a very interesting uh, edge you have in head-to-head games. And I went back and looked at what Grinky did in, in two starts against the Diamondbacks this year. Seven innings, five hits, no earned runs, and seven strikeouts in the first game. And just recently, I believe it was three weeks ago, he had eight innings, three hits, no runs, and eight strikeouts. So the guy has dominated a good lineup. And really, his ERA, I think, is below 1.7, which is absurd. So for a pitcher that has one of the best uh, numbers in the game, doesn't have a great matchup, but that means his price is going to be just a tad lower. I think it's worth paying up for, especially in cash games on FanDuel. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. I mean, Greg Key's just been basically a lock play all season long. And um, it hasn't mattered to me 
score that he's been pitching at home on the road. Definitely, you, you obviously uh, appreciate the uh, positive park shift for him uh, over in Dodger Stadium and and being able to pitch in at the in the uh, confines of his of home ball of his home ballpark. But uh, if you take a look at here, um, what he's done in the handiwork. Once we get to the the uh, um, end of the season here, Josh, I, I think you'll agree that you want to sort of take what they've done the season all season long and sort of condense that that down to what they've done in the last month, which is I which I tend to give a little bit more weight to. And Granky's just been continued to to be super rock solid, three and zero, two one six ERA in his last three starts. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Chase Anderson has given up five earned runs in three out of his last six starts, and he actually had his last scheduled start skipped there. So he's been um, pretty well off track. Which um, obviously the the Dodgers offense has been. Not what it was with Jock Peterson falling off a cliff and all the injuries that they've had, but it bodes well for them to have somebody who um, has been hit, who has hit a rough patch uh, in terms of providing offense for Zank Greggy in this matchup. In the, when we need that all important four points for the win on FanDuel, so I'm definitely with you uh, there as well. Uh, who's another pitcher that uh, may be uh, uh, an option for you on Wednesday? I think the other guy that I would probably use in cash, if for some reason I didn't want to use Grinky, it would be Corey Kluber against the Twins. The, the Twins hit lefties very well, but they don't hit righties so well. And the one thing with Kluber, especially on FanDuel, those Ks can rack up in a hurry. If you get a bunch of innings pitched, you can get six or seven with ease, maybe 10 strikeouts in a good matchup. You're looking at 18 before the win. And considering the fact that he's pitching against Phil Hughes, Hughes has not been as bad of a pitcher as he was in the AL East, but he's still not a barn burner. So Kluber will be favored. So if for some reason you don't want to use Granky in cash, maybe to split your head-to-head games, I do like a guy like Corey Kluber. Yeah, I love Corey Kluber for in this matchup there as well. And we're on the same page on, on this one here. If you take a look at uh, what he's done this season, his handiwork against Minnesota, 2-0, 25 strikeouts in 26 innings with a 1.38 ERA and a .38 whip against Minnesota. And combine that with the fact that the Twins are 21st, so bottom third in the league, uh, and WRC plus at 99 in the last month. There, just not a total, not a ton of runs being scored uh, overall. So I think Kluber is, is a very good spot if you want to pivot from uh, from Granky or you know just take a look at a super solid cash option with a with a potential uh, you know savings of a few hundred bucks, maybe four, five hundred, six hundred bucks. Um, on FanDuel, Kluber obviously makes a lot of sense for me as well. Um, how many shares of Chris Sale do you think you'll be having in his cash games? He's sort of um, the the third ace on the slate, the trifecta. He's got the best strikeout percentage um, of these three uh, at 32.5%, which is good for second in the league, just behind Clayton Kershaw by a hair. And um, Tigers have been really scuffling at, on the offensive side there with Justin Verlander on the si- other side of the mound. 28th in runs scored and 27th in WRC+. Plus. Um, both of those numbers coming in the last month there. So... I think you can make a, as good a case for sale as anybody uh, on this slate. So um, you, would you call him option 1C? Is he good enough to play in cash for you, or do you really just want to stick with Granky in this spot? Uh, yeah, for the late slate, I'm just going to be using with Granky. But for those all-day cash games, I think sale has to be an option as well. But the one thing about that is a lot of people will have sale. So I think for the all-day slate, if you have Granky there, you're going to get him at a lower uh, own percentage, which just makes for an even better matchup for him. Yeah, and the good thing about uh, you know if you want to gamble a little bit with the all-day slate because it is Wednesday, not too many of these players really pop up in terms of catching a rest day 
on on a Wednesday. The only thing I position I would really truly be concerned about is catcher, and you know if you you can sort of take a look at the game logs and see when their last um, day that they got skipped to sort of cheat ahead if the lineup isn't uh, out by the time that lineup locks. So it may be worth it if you want to gamble a little bit with the all day slate in order to get sailed, which to me by hair would be the number one option just on strikeout upside and the fact that the Tigers haven't been scoring runs. But uh, you know chances are most people are going to skip that slate and um, take a look at at Granky or Kluber. All right, home run play time here, Josh. Who do you got? Who's going deep for you uh, on the pitching side for Wednesday? You've heard me talk a lot before about righties against the Rays, and that's my GPP home run play starting pitcher for Wednesday's slate, and that's Rick Porcello. Obviously, the Rays are one of the worst in the major leagues against righties. We've discussed that before. They have a 306 Woba, a 143 isolated power uh, rating, and a K rate of over 21% against righties. The one thing about Porcello is his career, he's been known as a gas can. He's been known as a guy that we'd like to target against rather than picking him. So I think he's going to be a lot low-owned just based on his reputation. But since coming back, he has five starts, seven or more innings pitched, and three or three earned runs or less in four of those starts. And the one start where he didn't was against the Toronto Blue Jays in the Rogers Center. So I like to throw that out because you would never consider him rostering him, rostering him or really any pitcher against that Blue Jays offense. But in those four starts where he didn't face the Blue Jays, he has 30 strikeouts in those four starts, and he's went seven innings or more in, in all of them. So it gives him the option to, to go deep into a game, have a chance to rack up some strikeouts. And considering the fact that he's facing the Rays, who struggle against righties, if the Red Sox can put up a few runs against Drew Smiley, you're looking at a win, too. So for a cheap guy like Porcello, who has a good matchup and has been striking out a lot of guys at plate, he makes for a decent GPP play, and I expect him to be less than 5% owned. All right, awesome. Now, will you be splitting your GPP action between him and Brandon Finnegan, or is Brandon Finnegan just like a one-entry guy uh, versus Porcello or vice versa? How are you approaching that? I'll probably be having a split of about 80-20 between those two and GPP. So say I'm using 10 lineups, I'll be using Finnegan in two of them and Porcello in eight of them just for GPPs. The reason why I don't like Finnegan as much as Porcello is because he's been a reliever and he hasn't been stretched out as much. Now he threw five innings, I expect him to maybe go six or possibly seven. But you know you're not going to get eight innings out of this guy, so it's not a massive play in terms of upside. Now his price is very low and he has a good matchup against the Cardinals, but I favor Porcello more in GPP simply because he has that ability to go deeper into the game. All right, perfect. I think that makes a lot of sense for me. Uh, for home run play on my side, I want to take a look at Jake Peavy. Uh, overall, he's put together some fairly decent numbers uh, over the over the last few games, so I think it's something to definitely pay attention to. Um, and he's facing Andrew Kashner, who's been basically scuffling for the entire second half. Padres are second in weight on twenty uh, second in weighted on base in the last month at uh, th- uh, three fifteen uh, as a team, and Kashner has allowed fourteen earned runs. And uh, 11 walks in his past four starts. And PB has been not blowing the door, um, you know, doors off of anybody, but a 2A9 ERA, 3 0 in the last few starts with 15 strikeouts. So nice little stretch there. You don't have a ton of strikeout upside, but it is the Padres and and it is Petco Park. So you feel good about all those factors if you want to pivot away um, from some of the other guys in your GPPs on FanDuel. And speaking of FanDuel, I want to let you know that you've seen the ads and you've seen your friends playing. Now it's your turn to get signed up at FanDuel.com, which is the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more paths than any other site. The money is real. They're paying out over $75 million this week, this fantasy football season. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, 
and boom, sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play. You can still play fantasy baseball there as well, just like we're previewing today. If you know fantasy football, you should prove it now at FanDuel.com. So how did your teams do there in week two? Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know at Josh Kalachi, at Josh Hayes FS. Uh, let us know um, some of your favorite picks for FanDuel for baseball or for fantasy football here in week three. And don't forget to go to go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my promo code RWDFS stands for Rotowire DFS and sign up now. Special offer for new users. For every dollar that you deposit, FanDuel will match it up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. The offer is only good for the first 50 people that use this code here, RWDFS. Don't forget to use the code RWDFS. That's FanDuel.com where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. All right. Time to talk about some batters. Who's going to be stepping into the batter's box, strapping up those batting gloves, taking some hacks for you today? I, uh, I kind of broke down the slate before we came on today and looked at different pitchers. And rather than just targeting certain offenses like we've talked about in the past, I've kind of brought up some pitchers and maybe two or three guys on, on a given team based on their splits that I wanted to talk about. So I have five or six pitchers here. The first one is Chris Tillman, who allows a 500 slugging percentage to righties. Now, the Nationals have that big lefty in Bryce Harper, so not a lot of big righties. But they have a guy, Anthony Rendon, who actually is a reverse splits hitter, so he does hit righties well. So he might be an interesting option to use against a righty who struggles against right-handed bats. The next guy is Tanner Roark, who allows a 381 Woba to lefties. So, of course, facing the Orioles, you're going to look at a guy like Chris Davis to potentially be a home run play, or even if they have any other lefties in, those, in that lineup as well. Uh, the other guy that allows a 381 um, Woba to lefties is incredible. He has the same number, and that's Devon Nova, who we talked about before. Now, there's only a few lefties on the Blue Jays roster. Justin Smoke, who's a switch hitter, and DeAndre Navarro. So if either one of those guys are in the lineup, you can look at them as well. I and like, uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you in lockstep here uh, with the Blue Jays there. The only problem is... Is like you said, you're going to have to go get some value plays in there um, to combine because everybody's approaching or at 5K when you talk about two, three, four at uh, you know Donaldson for Tuesday's slate 4.9K, Bautista 5.1, and Encarnacion at 5K. So Fandle knows exactly what's going on here, um, and, and you know that they're in a prime position against a weak pitcher. And they're not giving you any sort of discount. So you're going to have to work in like a Ben Revere at 2,800 uh, or uh, Justin Smoke in the five hole or six hole rather there or Russell Martin there. So those are your best three like value stack options. And you can maybe pair one or try to squeeze in two of those uh, um, big time options there and pair them with, uh, you know, somebody like Brandon Finnegan or, or Jake Peavy and um, try to create a, a home run play stack uh, in that aspect. You, you were going to say? I had three other pitchers I wanted to discuss that there's splits against them. And the first one is Williams Perez, who we talked about earlier in that duel against Bartolo Colon in the battle of the guys with the big faces. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about William Perez is he allows a lot of base hits and a lot of extra base hits to lefties. So you're playing in Mets, you're looking at guys like Lucas Duda, Daniel Murphy, and one of my favorites to play against righties who struggle is Curtis Granderson at the top of that order. And the other guy, real quick, is David Buchanan, who every time he takes the mound, you can look at the opposing offense because he struggles for both sides of the plate. But he faces the Marlins in Marlins Park. It's the hardest park to hit a home run. The Marlins offense really is not very good. So the only guy I'd be interested there is, is a D. Gordon, but he lacks home run upside, so it's not a great play in GPPs. And maybe Derek Dietrich if he's in the lineup. 
And the last guy, of course, you're not going to be mentioning bats on a day, or you're not going to miss the bats in Coors Field. So Christian Bergman allows a 341 batting average and a massive 605 slugging percentage, with seven home runs allowed to righties this season. Now, he is a right-handed pitcher, so people that don't necessarily look at the splits are going to miss out on this, uh, this massive discrepancy against right-handed batters. Now, it's in Coors Field against the Pirates, so guys like Darling Marte, Andrew McCutcheon, and Aramis Ramirez are all in play. Now, a guy like Francisco Cervelli may be cheaper, and you're going to need those cheap bats because, of course, the prices are very high on, on FanDuel for, uh, for Coors and rightfully slow. So, but make sure you look at the Pirates' righties rather than the lefties in a good matchup against Bergman. I think that makes a lot of sense uh, for there as well. Those are good, those are good plays. I, I had a few of those uh, targeted as well. Uh, David Buchanan, with his 13.91 ERA in his last three starts, um, it's going to just make Almost all the Miami bats interesting for me, too, because you can create a great value stack. And if you wanted to double stack on FanDuel with some of these Blue Jays bats, this is a great way to get some of these cheap bats involved. He's basically allowing a 420-plus Woba to both sides of the plate, so it doesn't matter if you want to get lefties or righties involved um, in this matchup. Either one are going to be a, 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 good, a good strong play. D. Gordon is going to be your your, your highest price option at, at 3900 the lefty. But then after that, you get Yelish at $3,500, uh, Justin Bort at $2,900, uh, and Azula Zuna at 3100 and if you even want to go cheap with uh, Dietrich, the third baseman there at 2300 you can uh, make some hay there as well. Wouldn't even mind JT Ramluto for, for 2600 there as well. So you can create a, a bunch of different options over there against the gas can known as David Buchanan there. Any, uh, anybody else you want to mention um, before we move along? Of course, you can mention the Rockies' bats as they're facing Charlie Morton. Right. And we've discussed Morton before. He's a sinker baller. But with the ball not moving as much with the thin air in Coors Field, mm-hmm. those pitches that are low might not drop as much. So, of course, guys like Carlos Gonzalez and Charlie Blackman are always in play as Coors Field as well. All right. Go ahead and give me your home run batter play for Wednesday. Now, with everybody playing in Coors Field, a lot of people are going to look at those guys. They're going to look at Justin Morneau. They're going to look at um, guys like Pedro Alvarez. But my first baseman in my GP ho- GPP home run batter play for today is Justin Smoke against Yvonne Nova. Smoke has a 227 isolated power rating against righties. Nova has gotten crushed by lefties this, this season, and that's exactly where Smoke will be batting as a switch hitter. The game is in the Rogers Center, which is one of the top home run uh, parks to hit in. And with everybody on Coors Field, as I just mentioned, I think Smoke's going to be very lower owned. For a cheap first baseman, that's big to see because you might be able to fit a guy like Grinky or Corey Kluber into your lineups. I think that makes a lot of sense there as well. And, you know, Justin Smoke is going to be one of those guys, if I'm going with my Blue Jay stack, that um, I'm going to use to, to be able to save uh, salary there. You love that he's um, batting right behind the three, four, five monsters uh, in that lineup there as well. For me, I think we need to definitely take a look at. Um, in terms of uh, home run plays as a batter, uh, Tommy Pham, uh, 10 for 24 in his uh, in the last, I believe, week, 417 batting average, three home runs, eight RBIs, seven runs, and a stolen base. So he is providing you a smorgasbord of uh, offensive production there in all fats is there. And he, I believe he's hitting still now uh, towards the top of the lineup. Uh, if I am correct, I'm going to double-check my work. Yep, Tommy is, Fam is in the number two hole, 3,200 on FanDuel. Uh, overall, so very affordable, great lineup spot, hitting right behind Jason Hayward there uh, in the middle of that order there. So I will have me some shares of Tommy Fam 
there on the Wednesday slate. And that is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. We'll let you know that we are now available on iTunes and Stitcher for your downloading convenience, so be sure to give us a rating, review, and don't forget to subscribe. And best of luck to you in all your daily fantasy contests. They're going to kill the love of my life if I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13.